If you're looking to save some money on your wireless plan, take a look at Visible Wireless. They're a transparent wireless carrier with nothing to hide. If you haven't heard of Visible, well, now you have. They're the wireless carrier that's making wireless visible. It's in the name. Switch to Visible where you can get a one-line plan with unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon for just 25 bucks a month, taxes and fees included. One-line wireless, just 25 bucks a month with taxes and fees included. That's unlimited 5G data powered by Verizon. Switch now at Visible.com. You shouldn't judge a book by its cover, but you can judge a company by its name. Like Visible, the wireless company making wireless visible. Monthly rate on the Visible plan. For data management practices and additional terms, visit Visible.com. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving God, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. IGN Playlist is a new home to your game library. Rate games, share lists, and log your game time, powered by How Long to Beat. Sign up for early access today at playlist.ign.com. This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. Welcome, everybody, to Podcast Unlocked. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show, episode 523 for December 7th, 2021, which is a special day in Xbox history because it means it's the last day of the six-year wait between mainline Halo games. We are going to be talking all about our general impressions of Halo Infinite. Uh, The embargo on the reviews have lifted. My review is up. Stella's multiplayer review, of course, is already up so that we've got the entire Halo package reviewed. We will not be talking spoilers on this episode, though. We're going to save that for next week to give all of you a chance to get through it uh, and, and formulate your thoughts as well. I'm Ryan McCaffrey. I'm joined, as always, the usual crew. Hello, Miranda Sanchez. Hi, hello. Stella Chung, how are you? Good. I I think I'm re- well rested after the break. <laughs> Glad to hear it. Glad to hear it. Got to bring the energy to Unlocked. Glad you saved it, slept in, stored up a bit. Destin Legary, looking clean, looking smooth, Damn. ready to punch. I shaved the halo beard. <laughs> Your playoff beard. Yeah. From, uh, the marathon halo <laughs> review session. Uh, you played through the whole thing on Legendary. You've got That's a right. walkthrough ready to go for IGN. <laughs> So, okay, if yeah. we're gonna if we're gonna do that, I, w- I want you all to know that I also played through on Soul Legendary and got ninety seventy percent through the entire game, which is a lot. That is Im- fifty hours, yeah. extremely impressive. <laughs> How many hours, Miranda? Did you say you have in fifty? Fifty hours. Whoa! Oh, wow. That's so wait, wait. You did everything on Legendary, Miranda, not yeah, just didn't... the main line. Yeah, yes, yeah. every I only wow. play on legendary, but I also did some backtracking on a side side gameplay. Um, I guess not account, but I just like on the next gameplay playthrough on easy, and I have like three hours of that. But I was just like speed running trying to find something because you can't go back to missions. So if you miss something, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's sorry. getting added later. Right 
Yeah, yeah, we had that confirmed by 343. The ability to replay missions in traditional Halo fashion will be added in a post-release update. But before we get more into Halo, uh, two public service announcements for you here, two just uh, bits of housekeeping. One, IGN, if you hadn't heard, turned 25 years old uh, just very recently here. And to celebrate, we did what any you know, review site would do in this situation. I think we're the first ones to turn 25. I don't know, but uh, we made a game. IGN, the game, if you're watching on video, you're seeing our amazing trailer that we made for it right here. Uh, and yes, you play as the IGN logo and you it's run so around cute. doing platforming things. It's an 8-bit retro style if you're listening on audio and can't actually see the video right now. But yes, IGN 25, the game, if you'd like to download it, it's uh, sadly, we're not on consoles, we're not on Xbox, but uh, <laughs> if you do want to go try it on your PC, the system requirements are pretty low. You can get it at IGN.com slash articles slash IGN dash 25 dash the dash game dash release. You just, that's how spaces work with URLs. So IGN 25, the game release on IGN.com. So check that out. Also, Big event coming up this week that I'm sure we'll talk more next week. Although, again, we're going to go pretty hard on the spoiler cast for Halo Infinite on next week's show. But we have the Game Awards coming up this Thursday. Watch them on all of IGN's channels. So whether you want to be on YouTube.com slash IGN, you want to just come to IGN.com, uh, Twitch.tv slash IGN, wherever you prefer your IGN, you can watch the Game Awards there. Coverage starts, again, Thursday. At 4.30 p.m. Pacific, that's 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All right, let's get to what we've already started into, which is Halo Infinite. I love that it's real. It's behind me. I can jump into it. And we've played the whole thing. So my review is up. Uh, if you want to read it, of course, it's on IGN.com. Uh, the written version is longer and more detailed than the video version, even though we still went pretty deep on the on the video review this time. Uh, it's an 11, 12, 12 minute video review, I believe. Destin edited it's 12 it minutes. Me. 12 minutes long. Exactly. Exactly nice. 12 minutes, because mm -hmm. that's that's how we do. It should have been 11 minutes and seven seconds for 117. Aww. That would have been the better way to go in <laughs> hindsight. But in any case, uh, youtube.com slash IGN for that, or again, read the whole thing on IGN. I gave it a nine, called it amazing. Uh, combined with Stella's multiplayer review, she gave multiplayer a nine, which averages out to, I'm not a math major, but I'm pretty sure it's <laughs> nine out of 10 <laughs> overall <laughs> average. It's doing very well uh, in across the board review wise, which is so, so just, you know, I want to start with a, a big congratulations to the entire 343 Industries team because, you know, they've, they've been through a lot and making any game is difficult. Uh, you know, Miranda and I got to go up there and see, you know, we just, we get a brief window into it when we get to sit down and talk to them. Uh, and, and it's been a long road. I mean, obviously very well publicized what the last year happened uh, with this project and the big delay and the, you know, that's, that was a difficult thing missing the, the Series X launch, but they have delivered an amazing Halo game. So Miranda, I want to start with you because people can read they may have already read or watched my review so we've heard from me i want to go around the table and start with you uh what are your thoughts on the infinite campaign just in general so let's frame it like this i've put 
at least 50 hours into it on solo legendary almost 100 percent of it and i'm actually still really excited to go back and replay it on solo legendary and 100 percent it again because our uh review builds all that data gets wiped so we have so like if i want achievements i gotta do it all again and i'm actually excited to do that and i would not say that about very many games um one of my favorite things that i love about the older trilogy like the you know the first trilogy of halo is that they're just so fun to replay like i don't there's just something so cathartic about it um and i can go back to them time and time again and just have a lovely experience um this feels like it fits right at home with that even though like there's a lot more to do and i don't think i'd hone 100 percent every single time i play it but i think the way this is just structured i think a lot of the emotional beats a lot of the story beats it just works so well in a way that makes me excited to go back to the story again. And honestly, a little sad. Like I'm I was I finished the campaign, I was like, no, I want more. So that's that's the feeling you want, right? Like when you have to do the parting time with it, you're just, you know, sad to have to put that down and, and like wait for the next installment of the story. So uh very, very high remarks for me. So I'm, I'm happy. Very still, happy. I know you're you're still working your way through the campaign because you've been so neck deep in multiplayer. But uh, what are your <laughs> thoughts so far? Oh my god! Okay, so um, I recently played through uh, Combat Evolved, and I just want to say, is it? Is, can I talk about the opening sequence in this game? I can, right? Because we, yeah, we yeah, yeah we previewed that Miranda and I that that coverage <laughs> okay, is cool. out there. So go for it. I think for um, the but really quickly the first like actual opening cutscene we haven't shown. But, oh, yeah. no, yeah, yeah, not about that. Yeah. So so the first area that you go through, I, I was playing through it, and I was like, oh, my God, this feels like I just played this game. This is Combat Evolved. So this feels exactly like like the way the map feels, the way it flows, how you can get lost in the different hallways. I was like, wait, yeah, I, I wish I had that experience of being, like, a veteran player because then I could feel that hit of nostalgia. But having just played through Combat Evolved, I was like, oh, my God, people are going to love this. Um, I have a, my best friend. He loved the Halo series growing up, and I was like, you're you're really gonna like this. Like I can't say anything, but you're really gonna like this. Um, so I I can I can already see that people are gonna be happy with it. Um, it's fun. It is very fun. The, the grapple hook is still my favorite tool, even in multiplayer and in single player. I didn't think I'd like it as much in single player, but oh my goodness, it is so fun. Um, also the grunts. I feel bad for them again, please. <laughs> I feel so bad. Like one is sleeping and he's snoring, and then the other one. I love their I love their dialogue so much. I mean, it's it's just so great. I know there was a time where they didn't speak English for a while, um, and people were like, "Oh, good, so I can't hear how how I, how I just killed their friend." And I was like, "Oh no, we're getting all of that now." <laughs> yeah, the the grunt dialogue is better than it's always been good, but it's and I know Miranda would agree it's better than ever in in this one. It's just so good, uh, <laughs> Destin. Let me go to you. You've also spent an extensive amount of time. You've finished the game on Legendary as well. General spoiler-free thoughts for this week. We'll start there, and then we're going to drill into some specific categories. Okay, yeah. So general thoughts are, uh, I think it's it's a very, very strong Halo campaign. It's definitely leaps and bounds better than Halo 5 was in terms of story, in terms of gameplay, and everything. I think one of the things that are going to keep you coming back is the gameplay. Uh, it's just so good. The the grapple shot, just you're zipping around the map like Spider-Man the whole time, especially if you have it uh, upgraded. Um, <clears throat> it's really, really fun. 
I also played through uh, the mainline campaign on Legendary for Capture, and uh, your whole review is actually Legendary gameplay, which is why I'm cowering behind cover a lot. <laughs> I really, I really think they have a nailed a sweet spot with Legendary difficulty where it's challenging, and but not to the point where it'll break you. <laughs> well, except for a certain boss fight, which Miranda <laughs> probably knows what I'm talking about. I was about to say, Dustin. I don't yeah. know. Uh, but yeah. I was also playing that like 1 a.m. And I was like, oh, my God. And I just like put down the <laughs> controller and walked away. I was like, I'll do it in the morning. And I was like, no. And then I got back up. And did. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Ryan, very, very positive reaction from me. I'll wait to talk about specific areas later on for the, the segments that we have planned. But uh, overall, very positive reaction. You and I sort of talked about your review off the air. Yeah. I think I might. we were very close. I think I was like a point lower than you. But that was about it. And I'll talk about why uh, with my criticisms here in just a little bit. They're minor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's, uh, I mean, my words are already on IGN, but it's, it's Miranda and I, I think we might've even talked about this publicly, but certainly privately we were talking about, Miranda and I had a phone conversation uh, the other day and it's, I'm almost, I'm as relieved as I am excited about how much I like this game because of all the baggage that came along leading up to this, you know, the again, the delay, the not one, but two project leads quit, left the left the 343 before Joseph Staten, you know, parachuted in there uh, and at the 11th hour to, to help bring it to the finish line. I mean, there was just a lot going on with this where you're like, uh, is this going to work? Is this going to be any good? And of course, they were coming off of Halo 5 that we've extensively discussed our our uh you know distaste with from a campaign perspective but it is it's it is just so much fun i mean the the core combat loop is i said it in my review but i i feel like it's a blend it's it's a wonderful blend of halo 1 and halo 3 um the 3 portion coming primarily from the not only just the choice but the implementation of equipment and how it's used, how it's deployed, what it is, uh, and it's it just works. I mean, you've you've got the vehicles that have been that are that are better than ever in a giant open sandbox. I I just can't say enough about the gameplay of this thing, uh, and and that kind of this week's podcast unlocked is brought to you by NordVPN. Hey, if you're watching a lot of sports like me and you hate blackouts. NordVPN is a great way to go. You can use NordVPN, a virtual private network, to watch live sporting events, TV shows, films that aren't available in your region by switching your virtual location to a country that is showing that event. No more blackouts. It's also good for plenty of other stuff like protecting your private data, your bank details, your passwords, your online identity. You can protect your data while you're traveling and using public Wi-Fi. NordVPN protects you wherever you are in the world. NordVPN threat protection also protects you from viruses, malware, and phishing sites. NordVPN is also the fastest VPN in the world. No buffering or lagging while you're streaming, and it will stop your ISP bandwidth throttling. NordVPN is the price of a cup of coffee a month, so that is a super affordable, great way to go. To get the best discount off of your NordVPN plan, go to nordvpn.com 
unlocked without the E. That's N-O-R-D-V-P-N.com slash U-N-L-O-C-K-D. And that'll give you four extra months on the two-year plan. And best of all, there's no risk with Nord's 30-day money-back guarantee. NordVPN.com slash unlocked without the E. Hey there, this is Justin Bartha. I made a funny new podcast, King of the Egg Cream. It has the greatest cast in the history of podcasts with actors like Louis Black. I'm torn by my feelings for two women. Bobby Cannavale. You can eat it, or if someone hits you, you can put it on your cut. Melanie Linsky. I wonder what these marvelous things are that look just like boiled chicken feet. Jason Ritter. I can break things and pick locks and kill people. Michael Stuhlbarg. The whole point is to inspire people that they should make themselves better. Ari Grainer. No, don't whet its appetite. What are you, an idiot? Me, Justin Martha. That's not just any egg cream, that's a Lemke's special. And all narrated by the hilarious Richard Kind. This is the story of Harry Dalowitz. And how he rose from nothing to become New York's King of the Egg Cream. So if you like funny true stories, come listen to King of the Egg Cream, available wherever you get your podcasts. Let's segue now into Zeta Halo itself. The big change for this. This is the first time that that 343 has really broken away from the blueprint that Bungie laid down 20 years ago. You know, that... Halo 4, Halo 5 were corridor shooters in the same way that 1, 2, 3, ODST, and Reach all pretty well were too. And this is the first time that 343 is really uh, putting their own stamp on it, uh, for better and for worse. And it turned out to be, in my opinion, for the better. Uh, And I'm someone who, I'm at the point in my gaming life where I'm pretty, almost, I don't know if annoyed is too strong a word, but... (laughs) I get annoyed easily, put it this way, annoyed easily at open worlds because they tend to devolve into just time-sucking checklists, and I don't find that enjoyable. But in, I think in Halo Infinite, it, it works. It's an organic fit. It's, there, there's not so much crap to do. Like The stuff you're doing is, for the most part, pretty fun. Uh, I would say I think my least favorite open world activity and I'll be kind of curious to hear what you guys think of each of the kind of activities you can do. The banished, uh, the, the propaganda towers were probably the the least what? interesting of the things you can do. But uh, the the open world works uh, for me. It's there's because and because the combat is so uh, dynamic and organic and like I, I called this out in the review, but I loved how you you know. I'd be going to hunt down one of the HVTs, the high value targets. There are 15 of them just scattered around the game world. And they're these, they're these different banished, uh, like sort of lieutenants or infamous banished that have, that have some sort of little backstory and they've, they're notorious for something. So one of them's, a couple of them are grunts, which is hilarious that there's like this high value target that's a grunt. And then there's, there's a pair of hunters and there are elites and there are brutes. And, uh, and I and some of those battles, I'd be going up, you know, to to the map marker, and they're always surrounded by this, you know, just mass of reinforcements, and I'd be having to fight my way uphill, which I I feel like I've not really done in a Halo game before. I feel like generally speaking, Halo combat's been kind of pretty well on flat ground, and you're like just battling uphill, and they've got the high ground, and you're trying to just duck and cover and and 
push your way up the hill. And I just love that stuff. So, uh, Destin, I'll go back to you here, kind of a, a reverse snake order draft style. Uh, what did you think of the open world itself from a, from an activities perspective and the things you're doing? Yeah, so initially I felt like uh, I'm going to mix this in with campaign a little bit. So for the campaign, there will be a, a portion where they'll just be like, okay, you need to go 1,500 kilometers that way. And then you have to go 1,500 kilometers the other way to unlock the stuff. I didn't like that aspect of it because I was mainlining it. But what you lose when you're mainlining it is there it's just littered with activities that you can sort of do along the way. So don't play it like that is my piece <laughs> of advice. Later on, after I had beat the campaign and I was able to go back and just do open world stuff largely for pickups for your review, Ryan, uh, the game really, really shines there. It is so fun uh, going in and liberating you know, the strongholds to unlock the weapons like you were showing in the footage here. Um, I actually disagree about the propaganda towers because mm -hmm. I found the propaganda towers really interesting about what they were saying and what yeah. they were talking about. Uh, like there's a grunt one really early on that's fairly humorous. They're basically disparaging the UNSC and sort of making fun of uh, humans. And then uh, there's uh, there's an area later where there's a banished character who I who was just saying some interesting stuff, but that could have implications for the lore. So I actually like them in that respect, but like. Gameplay wise, what you do basically, you go kill everybody, then you blow up the tower, right? Fairly familiar territory for me who's liberated a map. I actually really like that. I don't think there's anything that I played in for the open world stuff where I was like, I'm not enjoying this or I don't like how this plays. All of it was really, really fun for me. So, um, Zeta Halo was just great. I can't wait to go back and find all the Spartan cores to fully upgrade yes. Master Chief. I, I can't wait to go find all the, the skulls in the open world throughout the campaign and all the audio logs. The audio logs are, are also out in the open world. And there's also like these ring sort of structures that you can go learn more lore about. And all of that stuff is that like right up my alley, right up my alley. And I can't wait for that stuff. So Zeta Halo itself is really, really fun when you do all of this stuff. Yeah, I would say the banished strongholds were my favorite of the mm -hmm. open world activities. Some of them are really tough too. Yeah, and they take a while. They are not yeah. like two minutes in and out. Like, no, you will you will spend mm -hmm. some time in here. Miranda, how about you? Yeah. Uh, what did you think of the open world activities and the, the you know, large scale open world sandbox implementation for Halo Infinite? So I think um, I... Definitely spent the most time finding everything. Uh, I didn't find everything, everything. I think there were some audio logs I missed and some of these um, armor lockers you can get for multiplayer unlocks because I didn't really want to waste my time with those when I was skull hunting. Um, but everything else I found was just such a joy. Uh, I think one big thing we haven't really touched on here is how this sort of open world design fits within the grand scheme of other open world designs. Um, and I kind of see why 343 and Microsoft were so hesitant to market, market this as like an open world game yeah. because it's not done in the same way as other open world games. Uh, so I was talking to somebody else on the team who was uh, playing for um, just, I guess, like award nominations and considerations. I was like, okay, well, what do you think? Because I know this person isn't necessarily a Halo person. And he was saying how he's like, well, the open world stuff, like I would maybe like Far Cry more. Or like that, other than Halo. And I'm like, okay. 
that makes sense because Halo's open space is not necessarily designed to get you doing other weird things. Like I said this in my preview too. People don't give Master Chief like a fetch quest. You don't do things that don't make sense to Halo. Combat is always the focus. You're destroying things or you're killing things. And that's basically it. Like maybe you'll put a power seed in a block and that's it. (laughs) So um, it is very straightforward in that way, but that doesn't mean that there aren't cool things to do. Um, I think one of my favorite parts of getting deep into the collectibles is actually having to sort of get creative with a lot of the tools that I had. So for instance, using the grapple shot, like getting into very strange spots, that's that's what you do. Like if you want to find all the things. Um, and I also really did enjoy that most of the open world activities, as you guys were saying, they're all combat challenges, right? And there's so many ways to approach that as you get more Valor, which are the, is like kind of the point system that tracks how much of Zeta Halo you've taken back. Um, and you get rewards based on that, um, that are just at your fob. So those are like kind of like your outposts. Um, where you can call in certain weapons or you can have Marines just join you on an adventure. Uh, those outposts or the banished, I just called them like facilities, the banished facilities, because they're all do different things. I would always load up like some sort of vehicle with a bunch of Marines. I just, we just charge in like strategically. And then I like open the gates for them. And we'd go like take it over. And it was such a fun thing to do to try to strategize. So like, okay, how can I keep these Marines alive? Again, I'm on legendary. Um, and also just like make the most of this. I, I don't think those activities vary too, too much. But I think in a way too, though, it was fun to take breaks to do them because they were so different. And it kind of gave you a little bit more, I guess, background for the banished cross, like operations on this ring of like what they're doing and how they sustain their army and all this other stuff. So it was, it was just cool information. And that's kind of how I felt about all of that open world things. Um, I know some people have commented on how they're a little disappointed that Zeta Halo isn't actually diverse in its envi- environments. Uh, so you're always sort of in this very hilly or mountainous woodland area. Sometimes right. there's more um, water around or not, depending which island you're on. Uh, I didn't mind that at all. I thought there's a lot of caverns and things to look at, so I didn't. I didn't really mind. <laughs> um, yeah, I, but- I was one of those people. I called that on the review. I just, you know, for all the Halo One inspiration. Mm-hmm. There was no snowy area. There was no, you know, th- this was it. It was just this sort of wooded, foresty, with mixed with stone monolith kind of stuff. And that's one area where I think they could have really livened up Zeta Halo a little more. Not that it's dull, I don't think, but I would have liked to have seen a bit more biome variety. Although, you did just remind me, I did like that there were, and to Destin's point about finding Spartan cores, because I went, I went finding... I tried to find <laughs> most of them, uh, and I ended up, when I finished the game, uh, I, I played on Heroic, uh, I ended up with every uh, equ- piece of equipment maxed out except the drop wall. I had two un, un, uh, two s- upgrades that I didn't have because uh, I didn't have enough points for them. But I liked that there were that there are caves to wander in, that there, there was like, I remember there was a Spartan core that I when I was just hunting them and I had unlocked a ton of, uh, of weapons and vehicles from the FOBs, the forward operating bases that you recapture, I'd unlock the wasp. And so I just flew over to the map marker and I'm like, where is it? Oh, and then I could see like down into a cavern underground. There was like a little sliver that I could just land the, 
the uh, the wasp in, and then it was in this like cool cave. So there, there's a lot of that kind of neat, almost accidental, you know, environmental uh, surprises going on in the game. Uh, Stella Miranda mentioned the multi the the multiplayer cosmetic unlocks that you can find in the campaign. Had you managed to stumble on any of those as of yet during your your time in the campaign so far? I have not. I'm so sad that my campaign playthrough has been way less than y'all's, but um, yeah, I have not seen that yet. But I do I, I do want to comment on the open world aspect. I usually don't like open world games. I, I think I find myself very overwhelmed quite easily, like Far Cry. That is not my kind of thing. Um, uh, Ghost of Tsushima, as, as wonderful as that game was, I, I couldn't get into it because of the open world and you just constantly get sidetracked. Um, but I think because it's the world of Halo, it kind of draws you in more and especially the audio logs when i first started discovering them i was like oh my god this is so cool you get so much more background on what what exactly is happening what has happened um how, how people may have died like what was going through their heads i love lore like that like any side lore like that just instantly draws me in i mean it's kind of like with apex right there's always like side lore that's going on and you can always find it through easter eggs so i absolutely love that um, and the fact that there are so many discoverables and that you can approach the game however you want. Like, I will probably go in guns blazing and um, you have so many different ways to tra traverse the map. That makes me really happy. Um, so, yeah, I, I just want to mention that because, like, open world games are usually not my favorite. But, yeah. Yeah, I, uh, I, I have some specific comments about the audio logs and things I loved about them, but I need to save them for the spoiler cast oh, yeah. next week. So... <laughs> Uh, yeah, Destin and I were on the phone talking about those, so oh. we'll uh, we'll get to that. Well, basically, uh, don't guys... sleep on them is the long and the short of it. They're That's good, definitely <laughs> right? good advice. Actually, yeah. you know that you just reminded me one other bit of advice. I put this in my review, but uh, to to the point of of Destin and Miranda playing on Legendary, I played on Heroic. I would say if you're going to go on one of those two higher difficulty levels, my advice, my friendly advice, would be to. Uh, Max out your shield core upgrade first. Put all your points into that first because it will just make your combat encounters that are obviously more difficult on those higher difficulties. You will have more margin for error on those with a because you you end up upgrading the shield core pretty substantially. Uh, you mm -hmm. get a you get a pretty good boost to it after you you pump all the Spartan core points there. So that's my one bit of advice if you're going to head in on uh, on heroic or legendary well the first thing though ryan you have to get the faster grapple shot mm -hmm. like you need that grapple shot because so if helpful. you play it without that that's not so that's like two spartan cores and then yeah if you're on those higher difficulties definitely your shield yeah for sure but uh <laughs> ryan i wouldn't have been able to beat the game without the grapple shot so i just have to give that props yeah well yeah it it, it gets you yeah. it can get you uh you know out, out of the of situation yeah. <laughs> it can also assist mm -hmm. in there's one particular well actually the two bosses where that played heavily into into the strategy for me and destin you and i talked it we we both did the same thing uh, yeah. with, with that too. So we'll <laughs> grapple we'll to, to the ceiling, <laughs> um, get <laughs> out of there. <laughs> well, yeah, we we might as well talk about the bosses again. It, this is tough to do with without getting into spoilers, but just generally speaking, because it's uh, again, it's I would say, and I I said it in the review. I I think Halo Infinite does bosses better than any Halo game before it. Um, some Halo games have really not done 
boss fights at all in the in the sort of proper traditional sense, but they you know they worked in other ways with their within their the scope of their design. But I really love the boss the implementation of boss fights and the 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 you know sort of custom tweaked AI that these bosses used. Uh, Miranda, let me go to you. Uh, do you um what were your thoughts just generally speaking on the the implementation of boss fights in this game? Generally speaking, they're great. They're a great way to cap off those missions, especially after you've been out in the open world for so long. You got that sort of classic corridor experience, and then you cap it with a good boss fight. Nice. I like it a lot. You want me to go into detail? Because I can go into, <laughs> I have a lot of thoughts about the bosses. Uh, we have a lot of time. So please, Perfect. that's what we're here for. All right. Well, that's the top overview. Uh, the bosses are surprisingly challenging. And I really like how it forced me to start using equipment that I wasn't really relying on previously. I know we just like gushed about the grapple shot and the shield. Um, of course, those are really easy upgrades first. Uh, the shield upgrade is a passive. You just upgrade it and you're stronger. Um, but there are other pieces of equipment they should not sleep on um, and they should play with because sometimes strategizing is just sitting in a corner, throwing down the drop wall when it's max, uh, maxed out. And just shooting the boss <laughs> and just moving as you need to. And like, um, I found it to be really important on Legendary, at least, to get pretty acquainted with swapping the skills quickly. Um, that definitely helped yeah. on some of the most difficult boss fights. And when I say difficult, I think three bosses took me about an hour or a little bit more to complete each. Because, yeah. you know, that was us figuring out the strategy, figuring out how to do it and all that good stuff. Um, so they can be really, really difficult. Um, one thing that is a challenge is you kind of need to quite literally read the room and the pacing yes. of, yeah, a pacing of the corridors you're going through toward the end of a mission, just kind of I, like, gauge. am I getting close to the end of a mission? Maybe I should change up my weapons because yeah. once you're in a boss area, you are stuck with the loadout you have. So if you have a crappy weapons set with you when you go into a boss fight, you have to start it with that set. Um, there's no way to reload checkpoints either. So, I mean, the checkpoint system is actually really generous, which is nice. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually have, okay, just really quickly, I read all of our boss guides based on legendary playthroughs, so they're incredibly detailed. Um, most of them are over 2,000 words or around 2,000. Wow. Um, for the hard ones, anyway. And, um, there are ways to force checkpoints in certain engagements. So that way you can just hopefully keep your progress. Cause again, some of these can be really difficult at the higher levels. Um, where was I going with this? Oh, so you have your loadout. So you have to use the scan feature to like find weapons and like hopefully try to run quickly to get better weapons for the fight. Cause some bosses have shields, some don't, um, some are faster than others. And really reading what that layout is like and how you can play to your own strengths along with the weapons that are available to you and combine that with equipment is really helpful. I would say, too, just like as a general gameplay tip, absolutely go for Spartan Course. Uh, there, there is a feature we have of about like Halo Infinite's things it doesn't tell you. And that's actually pretty important because there is some stuff that I'm not going to talk about here because I don't want to do any spoilers that maybe you should probably explore around a certain point just because it's the best time to do it. Mm -hmm. um, and so, like, don't sleep on picking up the Spartan cores. You can also bank them and just not spend them until you mm -hmm. feel like, oh, this is the strategy that I actually like. Or I think I would rather stand still and use a shield here because remember, all the equipment is going to be harder, or not harder, uh, better 
to use and more uh, resilient in the campaign versus multiplayer. So it's different. You know the like, drop wall yeah, just, doesn't do anything multiplayer really. Yeah, just forget what you learned in multiplayer about the equipment because it functions so differently in the campaign. And I just want to like bolster Miranda's statement about that because it is so important. Read those upgrade trees and look at what they do because Ryan talked about it in his review about how you can electrify enemies and that can like literally save you. Oh yeah. If you if if an elite's jumping at you with the sword and you stop them dead in their tracks by electrocuting them, like that can literally save you from a death on your playthrough. Uh, yeah, they're. Uh, oh, go ahead, Miranda, please. Oh, I was just going to say, there's a lot of techniques you can use to take on bosses, and I've I really appreciate that. Like, there's a variety of ways, and the ones that I even wrote up, I was just like, man, what Destin did in his video is completely different from what I did, and it's just as good as what I did because I don't think I would have preferred playing that way. So we tried to like list out more options, and of course, invite you guys to write your own guides if there's anything that you think would be helpful in certain boss fights. I, I can't wait to see what you've written up because there are certain boss fights where honestly I was just cowering in fear the whole time because I didn't know how to tackle the encounter. Yeah, right. Right. I remember I asked you because it's like, hey, what did you do to beat this specific boss? Like after I had beaten him, you're like, uh, I prayed. <laughs> I yeah. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. There was one boss fight I was on for I think it was like two hours. And that that oh, was wow. like the worst one for sure. Um it, it was rough. It was rough. There's just like there's no cover. It's it's very open, and I, I won't get any spo more spoilery than that. But it, it was probably the toughest one, and it's about mid game. It's not even the final boss. Yep. Yep. You know. Yeah. The uh, the the tip that you guys are mentioning about about scanning using the scan function uh, mm. when you when you start a boss fight that that one's definitely uh, one you should take to heart because <laughs> Destin and I both ran into the same situation where there was one boss fight where to Miranda's point there there were weapons in the <laughs> area with the boss but not good ones it was yeah. just like it oh, was yeah. it was like last ditch kind of stuff like if i have to resort to this i'm in i'm it's it's bad uh but but both of us were trying and trying and trying to beat this one boss and there was a rocket launcher on the floor yeah. not on a nice <laughs> weapon rack it was just laying on so i and it was uh, it kind of in the dark yeah. so neither one of us saw it until like we were many many attempts mm -hmm. into the fight whereas if you if you know if we'd taken the time because you, know, you can just get so focused like okay this boss is coming at me you don't yeah. think to scan the room scan the room because <laughs> you might find a rocket launcher on the floor that could really really help you out if you go into a room and there's a big button that you're about to press Make sure your loadout's good before you press <laughs> said button or open said door. Just a little pro tip to further bolster Miranda's point. Yeah, I think I think too. Um, there are some fun tools you can use in boss fights that are not viable on legendary or maybe even heroic. So if you're playing on easy or normal, there's so much more free flowing and really fun to just do like weird stuff in. So that is kind of just like a oh, if you don't even care about the hardest difficulties, that is totally fine. That is great. Honestly, I'm really excited to play through. I want to see if I can do this. An easy playthrough, melee only. Nice. Melee those bosses. Oh my I'm going to see if I can do that. So I, there's just so much you can do with that. And I think just the testament of how long I've been talking just about the bosses, I apologize, um, <laughs> is because they are so complex and there's so much strategy there, which is nice. Like, I love that about this yeah. game. So. Can I just say I, we're, I apologize to our audio listeners, but you know we have, we have footage rolling as we're talking. The I I the first time that I grapple shot 
like I guess grapple jacked a banshee in midair is like the oh coolest God. thing of all time. <laughs> when you do, <laughs> so when you do that, it's like bye bye elite. This will be my yeah. this will be my banshee now. They Thank you very you much too. for already <laughs> you know getting it in flight for me. I appreciate it. Getting me up it's in the air, r- warming up, warming up your seat. You know, just warming exactly. up for you. <laughs> exactly. Um, okay, so let's talk about the story again. This is tough okay. to do without spoilers, but just generally speaking, um, let me start. I guess you saw it in my review if you read it or watched it. I short version thought it was the weakest aspect of Halo Infinite. Uh, mm-hmm. Again, still an amazing game, still a nine out of ten. And it's not a terrible, this is not a Halo 5 situation where I'm actually, like, actively angry at the game for the story it presented. It's not that at all. There's some really great storytelling aspects. Um, we can talk about specific characters, uh, again, in a, in a non-spoilery way. For instance, I, I loved the relationship between Chief and the weapon, uh, which mm-hmm. we can talk more about as we go around the table here. But, I, yeah, I, I thought... It, 343 sort of, they they put a very difficult task before themselves, which is they wanted this to be a spiritual reboot and kind of welcome in new players, but they also were, this is not a full reboot. We're not starting over. They are continuing the plot line that from Halo 5 and 4 and, and on so on all the way back. And I, 5 was such a disaster, narratively speaking, that, it was going to be tough to climb out of that hole. I don't think they quite did it here. You know, they did their best to, obviously, the the choice of using the Banished from Halo Wars 2, they just tried to literally, physically, geographically, narratively distance themselves from Halo 5 as much as they possibly could. And and I see that they tried to do that. Um, I, I just don't think they quite got there in terms of, I think new new players will be, if you're new to Halo, if you're watching or listening to us, and this is going to be the first Halo you jump into, you're going to have a great time. But story-wise, it it doesn't, this isn't going to do you any favors of, of helping you uh, sort of figure out who these characters are, what their histories are, why they matter. Uh, and then for us veteran players, I just didn't, I wasn't satisfied with the payoff. Uh, I have a lot more to say about this on the spoiler cast next week. But um, again, the, the chief weapon stuff was great. There were parts of the chief, uh, the chief and pilot relationship that I liked, and there were parts I didn't. And with that, let me go uh, back to Miranda to talk story. I'll be quick. I promise. I apologize. I'm just so excited to talk about Halo. Um, also, nothing with spoilers. I think I'm a little different from Ryan in that I did really enjoy what they did throughout the story and the payoff that it gives. Um, I adore the relationship between the weapon, Master Chief, and the pilot. Like, them three play off each other so well, and they each, there's a lot to read into here between them. Um, to Ryan's point as well, I think this game works best if you have context. You can have fun if you didn't play the other Halo games, but I think you're going to be lost in a lot of parts. And I think there's going to be a lot of things about Master Chief that you're going to miss uh, because you just don't have context for who he is. Or his adventure with Cortana or like with AI and like his duty to the galaxy and all, all like to humanity. Like there's just so much weight, I think, placed on this story that would be easy to miss or maybe understand if you didn't play the previous games. 
um, because he's such a stoic character. And I think there's a lot you have to do to get to know him, I guess you could say. I would say also, if you have read The Fall of Reach, you will definitely benefit a little bit more. That's not a spoiler. It's just that's like one of the pivotal background pieces of information um, from the book series that I could say. Like, I know there's other important ones, too. We actually made a video. We had uh, Halo Cannon make us a video about Shadows of Reach, Fall of Reach, and the implications for Halo Infinite. So if you want to see uh, the bridge between Five and Infinite, I highly recommend go watch this video over on IGN because it gives you a lot of context that'll be helpful for for Infinite. Yeah, yeah. And so I, I just love that they played up on those two. Uh, I think one of the previous issues I had was some of the Forerunner stuff and Promethean things that were pulled from the books felt a little almost inelegant in the past games. Like they were harder to read into. And it's like, well, I have to find all these. Uh, I mean, of course I'm going to find the terminals anyway, but <laughs> you know, I have to find them to understand the story. And it's, it's kind of weird to have it like that. Whereas with this, there are plays on that back information without it being something that prevents you from understanding what's happening in the story. So I really liked that mix. They just did such a fantastic job with it. And overall, I liked most of it there's some things i wish they could have dug deeper into and i think there's still possibilities for them to do that later as well even within halo infinite if they choose to just like do like smaller story dlcs or whatever they can do um, i think there are options for that so i'm curious to see what happens there uh i love the weapon that's all (laughs) (laughs) i love her so much (laughs) yeah i i do think that given Again, all the things I talked about, the fact that 343 is trying to bring this story forward, but trying to welcome in new players, it's a spiritual reboot, and the fact that it's been six years, even if, like uh, like me and Des and Miranda, you have played Halo 5, you probably haven't played the campaign in six years, I really think this needed a, you know, an optional story so far catch-up cinematic and that Gears we've had seen. That. What's that, Miranda? Gears had that. that right. Great. Gear, uh, at most, the most recent example that, that came to mind, which I mentioned in the review, Psychonauts 2 did that. You know, it's been 15 oh, yeah. years since Psychonauts 1, and they did a nice little, like, you know, storyboarded kind of, you know, it's not this, like, full-on CG thing, but I feel like Infinite could have really benefited from that, both for new players and returning veteran players as well. And And Stella, I'm really curious to see, you know, <laughs> As someone who hasn't played every campaign, what your thoughts are going to be on this story once you get through it? Um, yeah, I mean, I mean, starting off, I got through. I'm not not spoiling anything, but there was definitely one part like towards the beginning where I was like, "Okay, I'm going to look this up. Like, what is this <laughs> alluding to? What is this?" And it made me look into a lot more of the story. And I was like, "Oh my god, I have to read the book to like fully understand things." And like, I think it's cool. Look, I I love when I love when games expand outside of just games, right? Like, obviously, the story of Halo and its world is so expansive that you do want to write a book on it and you do want to explore explore its universe. Um, but I think the fact that it just kind of throws you in there without any previous explanation or even like, you know how they how they explain things through like asking dumb questions like they could have had the weapon ask a few questions um, to try and like answer questions that players might have going through certain situations. Um, but they don't do anything like that, which was very interesting to me, especially since the multiplayer does such a good job of introducing new players. So I was really surprised that the campaign didn't really do anything to like ease new players into it because obviously they're going to be new players with this game. Um, I mean, it's it's the first modern Halo in a really long time. So I was a little disappointed about that. But I mean, I still plan on playing through the previous campaigns um, 
and maybe I'll read a book not too. But yeah, I was slightly <laughs> you, disappointed. <laughs> you know, you, you bring up a good point. Actually, I hadn't really considered that. You're right that three four three made a clear and and very good effort to onboard new players for multiplayer, but not as much with with single player in terms of the the narrative. I wonder if that's because of the free to play aspect that they're really mm -hmm. expecting a ton of people who just have never touched a Halo game before, whereas maybe they do have more of an assumption that the campaign is going to be more for, for just returning Halo fans. So, so, sorry, really quick things to interject. One, um, I, I guess there could be a possibility that they do have some sort of catch-up video explainer or something in the final build, because we didn't actually play the final final. It was pretty much final, but not quite. I don't know. Who can say it? They're obviously I mean, adding it. It went stuff. gold. It's done. We played the the done right. thing. So. Right. Like I'm just saying, like maybe there's something to access there that we couldn't access or didn't see. Um, so who can say? But otherwise, there's also the whole internet who has made their own catch up videos, like I did, including us. Uh, yeah, yeah. Like us. yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> perfect. But uh, too, I, I'm like I'm sorry to say, Stella, but I'm really glad that even though the weapon is primed to kind of ask some dumb questions, mm -hmm. kind of glad she didn't because like this is the the very selfish Halo fan of me saying. I'm glad we did not retread a bunch of stuff because I just want to dig into the things that make the story new and kind of build on what we've already had. So even though it doesn't make it helpful for new players, which I'm like, I'm sorry. The Master Chief <laughs> Collection's right over there on Game Pass. Um, but um, I kind of appreciate that this game definitely did feel like it was more for returning fans rather than trying to just make the brand new ones caught up. Destin, how about you? So I like the story to a point. I do feel like once it all wraps up, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Like it, it, I didn't feel like it ended on a, on a uh, powerful note. Uh, there's touching moments. There's really, really great moments. I love the relationship between the three characters. I don't really understand the pilot's motivations for staying because as you've seen in the trailers, he has a wife and a kid like back home on earth. So he's, I feel like eventually as this is going to be an expanding universe, like why wouldn't he leave <laughs> as, as a dad, I, I would be like, I don't care about you, master chief. <laughs> I like I gotta know. go. And you're like, how long do I have to stay here? Cause I want to get out of here. You know, <laughs> I got to make sure my wife's okay. Um, so he, he's the one character that's a little weird. I actually really like the relationship between uh, the weapon chief, how they, how they fill in a few of the gaps about what happened between Halo five and infinite. I heard once someone say that a good story ties up a lot of the loose ends, but leaves a few threads dangling so that you can kind of fill in the blanks for yourself or discover those. And a lot of that is done through the audio logs and some of your favorite characters have moments in those audio logs that you are going to want to listen to. It adds so much context as to what happens between five and infinite, which, um, well, I don't, I don't want to get too much in the ter territory of uh, spoilers, but definitely listen to those. Um, the campaign does a pretty good job of tying up some of the bigger ones, but there's so much left on the table by the time that you finish the campaign that I can't wait to see what else they do. I have to wonder, Ryan, if they're going to do something with the seasonal stuff yeah. mm -hmm. in those future expansions, like maybe we get a winter themed area and maybe we get uh, another sort of a biome like desert so. area where we're able to explore those. And maybe that's sort of their plan for how to do it. But um. 
I do think fans who aren't familiar with Halo are going to be a little bit conf- not confused, but just like, I don't know what's going on. I'm having fun with the gameplay, but I, I do wish I had a stronger connection. So I I agree with both Miranda and Stella's points. Like Miranda, I don't want it to be so handhold holdy that it's patronizing. I was actually pretty mad when I saw the first weapon trailer. I felt like they made her they made her appear too naive. And when you actually play through it, there's context for that. And she doesn't come off that way throughout the campaign. She's actually a fully competent AI and intelligent and everything like that. And I was worried they would just make her dumb, basically. Like, and they do not do that. So I was very, very happy. And they don't make her a cipher for a new player either. They do like that much. But not enough where she looks like um, she just has no idea what's going on. Because she's basically the most powerful artificial intelligence in this universe, right? So, uh, well, besides Cortana, of course. But, um, yeah, I I like how they handled her. I don't understand why the pilot would want to stick around. I sort of get it. (laughs) But, like, eventually I'm like, you got to go home to your wife, dude. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, overall, I like the story. It's it just doesn't end on an oomph note. And I, I wish it had a, a big oomph note for me personally. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's final topic here uh, before we'll move on and talk about some other things. The future of Halo from here. Uh, Miranda, you and I had sat down with the former project leads uh, while they were still on the project before the game got delayed. That was last summer you and I did that. Mm-hmm. And at the time, which I imagine is still the case, the idea was that there's not going to be a Halo Infinite 2 or a Halo 7 per se. There will simply be, you know, that effectively Infinite is the new Master Chief collection and that all content things will funnel up and uh, and be told through the uh, the wrapping, the shell that is Infinite. So I'm curious what you guys think about the future of Halo from here, now that we've experience this campaign this multiplayer is in its its first days of a very long journey it's got a lot of players still i want to start with you first uh certainly i'm sure you you kind of thinking more on the multiplayer side but but you know how do you see the the short and long-term future of of halo here through infinite uh we're talking about story so this is this is story and multiplayer that's going to be continued through infinite right yeah okay uh, I think that's an interesting approach. I mean, that's kind of like what Apex is doing with the Titanfall universe. I mean, it, there's constantly a story being told through Apex, um, and it, it it is set 30 years after the events of Titanfall 2, so they've been kind of continuing that, which is why a lot of people are like, well, how is Titanfall going to come out with another title uh, if if Apex is still going on? Because then the, the stories don't really match up unless you do something in the past or like way in the future, and in which case there's still a lot to work out with that. So I feel like what Infinite is doing isn't necessarily a bad thing. Um, I think it's very, it's going to be interesting, um, to say the least, because we're going to see lots of expansions. Definitely with the live service multiplayer aspect, they're going to need um, fresh things. I mean, we can already kind of see how the community is reacting to the initial launch, but um, for a live service game to stay alive for a long time and stay in the competitive field, it's going to need changes. It's going to need updates um every few months and i'm curious to see how that'll work out with a story like with apex it's the the story isn't the main thing because it's still a multiplayer it's more of a multiplayer based game 
But with something like Halo, I'm really curious how they're going to do that and how often the update will be for their story. So Justin, that's, that's kind of my initial thoughts. Yeah, <laughs> About the, the future of the series? Yeah, the future of Halo now, with this being the, the vehicle through which the next 10 years of Halo, that's what Miranda and I were told last summer. This is, <laughs> this is sort of the, the, the base camp for the next 10 years of Halo. Yeah, so there's two aspects. I think a lot of us, you know, forget to include multiplayer with this, right? So there is the multiplayer aspect, which has seen pretty consistent numbers. It's been it's been doing fairly well, but they need those events to keep the, the player numbers up, right? So that's available to everybody. But for the future of the campaign stuff, I'm really curious what they're going to do. Are they going to do big content drops in the way that Destiny has? They do seasonal, where it's basically one big release a quarter, or substantial release, where they expand up upon the lore. Are they going to do yearly major content drops in the way that Destiny has with like upcoming Witch Queen or Forsaken has? I don't care what they do, but if there's more narrative and more exploration about what has happened in this universe, I am game. I actually... Like I said, there's a lot of those dangling threads, and I cannot wait to see what else they have in store for us for this location in this universe. And I don't know how, like, how are they going to do it? Are they going to just use this map as the default map? Are they going to add a new area to it? Because you do unlock sections as you play through the campaign. There's so many ways that could go about it, and I just can't wait to see what they do next. As long as it's new story stuff, I'm game. I can't wait to see what they do. I love that it's separated from multiplayer. If I turn on, like right now, if I turn on multiplayer, Ryan, my whole night's gone. I'll, I'll just play it for a minimum an hour. Yeah. I, you know, and yeah. I'm watching this footage and I just cannot wait to play Halo Infinite campaign again. So gameplay wise, man, it's just, it's really, really good. I'm so happy. It feels like Halo is back. And uh, yeah. Miranda, how about you? Future of Halo here. I hope I answered that. Yeah. Uh, a lot of curious questions here. I just think about how long it took them to turn around this game. Are they really going to be okay just doling out smaller campaign releases? And if they're not, then how long is it going to take us to get you know an substantial campaign again? Because yeah. um, I don't want to end the spoilers. I won't talk about what would be look like next even um but if they were to say add dlc to just this like say there's a campaign update for like this iteration of halo infinite this focused story um the only reason i think of that could happen potentially is because there are things in the world i don't know if this was just an asset or something they had designed and like we could do this with it and then they just decided not to do something with it but there are things in the world that are just there and i'm like what what is this? Do I, can I do something like this eventually? Or like, it, it doesn't have to be anything, but I could see them potentially using that for something as an update in the future, should they want to. It could also just be just a weird cosmetic or just environmental design thing that they just have. <laughs> um, banished things, I don't know. Uh, so <laughs> um, I could see them potentially doing that. And honestly, I'd be down for that. Just like an excuse to get back into the campaign and just, to run around the world a little bit that's already established while they update the rest of the, the campaign and actually make a new you know continuation of this that makes sense to me uh I, I think really what we would be waiting for is seeing how they choose to update it i don't think they're going to do like yearly episodic things i don't think that really fits the halo format um but i think 
we would maybe just get some smaller activities to do as an update rather than, um, I guess, like every year, a big chunk of story. That just sounds like a lot of work for development. <laughs> so, But yeah. even like three months ago, if you told me Halo is going open world, I would have said that doesn't work for Halo. So I'm I'm absolutely well, I'm really curious how they're going to handle it. You right. Know. Yeah. There, there are options and I think things can work, but I think with the foundation they have, it would make more sense for them to want to do big story updates all at once that explore something else rather mm-hmm. than just smaller bite-sized updates that continue stories in a, a smaller focused way. That's like maybe a four hour thing instead of like 16 or 20 hours. Right. What do you think the reaction will be? Like, let's say they drop that in a year. I'll, sorry, you you went here, so I kind of wanted to dive okay. into it with you. Yeah. So, like, if they do it in a year and it's like sixteen hours, but it's still Halo Infinite, the base. Like, do you think it's going to bring back players, or do you think they're going to see some uh, player loss or loss of interest because I mean, it I, is a sandbox? I think it would bring back players, but there would be an expectation that it's in a different place or mm-hmm. something because like we've explored the sandbox we've had over a year to explore it uh you have to add something substantial and i don't know if that's enough time for development to get that all done i mean it could be i'm not a developer yeah. and i know that 343 <laughs> is rather large but also they have you know their multiplayer to run and i know they can have different teams but again i don't work at 343 i don't know how all their stuff is broken out um i personally would not want to see that happen to halo i, I mean maybe it's great maybe it works better than I, than i would expect but it would feel like I'm getting a taste of something and not a full meal. You know what I mean? It's just yeah. like, ah, look at these little little focused bites. Okay, now you get the rest of the story later. I'm like, no. We, we added 20 more Spartan cores for you to collect on the map. I don't want that. Don't do that. Yeah. Yeah, right. <laughs> Miranda, you and I were talking about this on the phone, about about how this could look. And I I share your sentiment. I I don't I I you know, maybe I'm just an old man yelling at a cloud or that has this expectation from the previous 20 years. And I'm not thinking, you know, about the future in, in the right way that of, of where the market is going, but I want Halo 7. And we'll talk about exactly why uh, and, and what that could look like on the spoiler cast next week. But I want that. And so until Infinite, it was almost a clockwork. It was three years between every mainline Halo. Obviously, it, it was much longer than that this time. But now that they have their slip space engine, they have their technology, they have Joseph Staten, and they have a leadership team in place on the dev side. You know, hopefully it's not going to be another six years. So I, I want a full campaign, but I wonder if that's still going to be a thing or if to to you know Dest, what Destin's talking about and kind of the future of lo- of a live service game which 343 says that's what this is is it just going to be smaller little like small you know 5 hour side story kind of things that we yeah. get on a you know some sort of seasonal whether it's you know every year every year and a half something like that like i, I i'm hoping the answer is both like we got ODST as, you know, if you mm-hmm. if you listen to my unfiltered interview with Joseph State and he talked about, you know, that was that was like a year, a 12 month project. It was supposed to be a six month project. It was a 12 month project. And, you know, it, it's 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 a beloved part of the Halo universe. And it didn't take anything away from Halo 2, Halo 3, 
or, or Halo Reach, which was also in development at Bungie at the time. So my hope is that we can get both maybe side stories on Zeta Halo, maybe on a different island that's got winter or rain or some other different biome. Uh, I have a, a particular narrative thought about that as it pertains to audio logs that I've talked to you guys <laughs> about that we'll get into next week on the spoiler cast. I hate to be so like teasery yeah, this, with this stuff, but especially with <laughs> this end part, it's like, I don't know how to answer this question in my full thought without going to spoilers. So I'm trying to be as vague as I can. <laughs> like there are some side stories that I would love to see yeah. even in this part of the rain. Yeah. Like I think there are things that would be really weird and great, but for the spoiler cast. Yeah. So, I, you <laughs> know, it. my hope is, as to Miranda's point, 343 is a very large team. And that's not to say as well, the, micros, the, the Xbox Game Studios family is huge now. There's no, there's no reason why one of the other studios couldn't be welcomed in to tell a little smaller story in, in this Halo Infinite universe. That is that is a possibility. In addition to you know three four three going at it themselves too. So my hope is that we will get smaller little side story things, but that there will still be a full and proper you know Halo Seven, though it won't be called that, obviously. But um, yeah, I I am optimistic. The bottom line is I am this this template that's been laid down, this new blueprint uh, to bring back the terminology I used in my review and, and earlier in this episode. This blueprint is sound. It is solid. It is a wonderful blueprint for them to work off of for a while. And and I'm really optimistic. And I can't wait for everybody to play it uh, starting. I guess most of you will probably listen to this podcast on launch day because we we post it, you know, end of the day Pacific time on Tuesday. So I suspect uh, Infinite will be available for most of you as you as this podcast finds your ears. And I, I hope you all enjoy it. And like I said, we will talk full spoiler cast next week. So uh, you've got one week to join us for that. But if not, and if you're still not done, that's okay. Just don't listen to next week's episode until <laughs> you have completed yes. the campaign. And if you guys need any help with the campaign, we've worked so hard on making a fully robust guide. Worked so hard to find all the skulls. I literally had dreams about finding the skulls. <laughs> like I kid you not. So we have a, a, again. Very robust. If you need anything, we've got a checklist. We've got an interactive map. Please check it out. And Miranda, weren't you telling me, again, no spoilers, but was was it the last skull that took you, like, was almost, it, like, broke you, didn't it? I, I don't want to talk about that. I don't want to talk okay, about Okay, I'm sorry. I don't want to talk about <laughs> bring up the bad memory. Trauma. Yeah. Trauma. Just kidding, just kidding, just kidding. Again, this is a huge labor of love, so please check it out if you guys do need any help. Um, share it with your friends. We're doing yes. our best. Yeah, yes, checklist. please do. Uh, all right. Let me go back to Stella here. To We're going to stay on Halo, but off of our impressions and just into a, a, an important bit of Halo news here. 343 is planning to release more playlists and PvP modes for infinite multiplayer by the end of the year, which uh, that's basically hmm. in like two weeks from now, within the next couple of weeks. <laughs> These yeah. modes include Fiesta, Tactical Slayer, AKA SWAT, which I am a huge fan of, and free for all. However, they won't arrive in time for tomorrow slash today, the, the launch, you know, as you're listening to this. So they'll be here very soon. 
the three four three community director. I hope I don't actually know the proper pronunciation of John's last name here. I hope it's Junisek. I John, I apologize if I if I've butchered that. Uh, John announced the plans on Twitter. He also mentions that a social slayer playlist with multiple variations of the mode is being worked on as it was the most requested game type. He says, our goal for events is to try new modes prior to adding to playlists. We'll monitor playlist health after the three editions above and adjust our offering if needed, but we're excited to make these updates before the holidays. Stella, does this make you happy? It does. Um, I, I think that they, with them monitoring playlists, I understand that they're worried about you know, player base falling off and there being less people queuing in for, say, just all the, all the modes, uh, which I totally understand. But I think the, I think it's only help because some people just want to go in and play Team Deathmatch to warm up and then they want to go in and play other games with their friends. I definitely play BTB to mess around with my friends because I, listen, I don't really care if we win or lose in that mode. It's just so fun to see everyone doing their own thing and also, like, see a guy fly around on his car and then fall off the map. Um <laughs> So I, I'm very excited for this. I, I do feel a little bit bad that the devs are seemingly crunching again to get all this content out. And I do understand that they released the game early um, and that it's still considered in a beta. But the thing is, the game is still fully launched. And I think that a lot of people were expecting there to be updates readily available. Um, and the fact that these playlists aren't available like at launch, they're not going to be available at launch. That's fine. I think that's OK. They, they did say that it's going to be available by the end of the year. Um, one thing that I really, really hope that they do address is the microtransactions uh, slash battle pass uh, leveling things. I know they, they are working on evening out how you earn XP and such. Um, so I, I, all of this is really just we're, we're just going to wait and see. We're going to wait and see, see how they deliver. I think their communication with the with the community has been amazing. It, it's been great. I know that the community has not always been very positive, but the fact that they've stayed so transparent is a huge plus for me. Um, it shows that they really do want Infinite's multiplayer to survive long term. So it makes me feel like um, I can put my faith in them. So, yeah. Love it. Uh, Miranda Destin, favorite. What are you going to be jumping into when these playlists go live? SWAT. <laughs> <laughs> I love SWAT. Yes. I cannot wait. Fiesta uh, again, maybe. Fiesta's fun. I like, you can't get mad. Like, yeah. You can't be mad. It's Even if you get chaos. crappy guns, you're just like, you know what? It's fine. Just just kill me so I can get a hammer too. And it's so funny to see like three members of your team just running around with hammers. I'm pretty sure my friend and I just one twoed this one guy that what walked through the doors. I I didn't feel bad. I didn't feel bad. <laughs> well, I hope they update I hope they update the challenges if it's Fiesta again. Because oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. I would like to finish that battle pass this year. <laughs> Please. Uh, yeah, Wait, you I, can't do you, it this year. It'll be next year. Yeah, yeah well, fair, fair. Yeah. yeah, you gotta love you know, Fiesta when you spawn with a plasma pistol and you're just like, oh, come on! Yeah, I just drop it. I just drop it and go <laughs> melee only. Then you spawn with a rocket launcher and you're like, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's some so of them I was fun. just like. This should be illegal to spawn with. Why yeah. would you do this to me? Yeah. What did yeah. I? How, how did I hurt you? You know. Like, what did I do? Uh, Destin, I'm I'm gonna be right with you in in SWAT. I that SWAT was probably my favorite mode in Halo Five since Five never never really focused on big team battle the way that Infinite thankfully has right out of the gate. Yeah. I loved SWAT in Halo Five. That was 
that was good stuff. You know, you just the trick is secret is s- switch to the pistol right away yeah. <laughs> because it doesn't take much and you will be quicker with the pistol and more accurate in the head with the pistol. <laughs> that's, that's my, that's my pro tip for SWAT. Uh, all right. We are, gosh, we're almost out of time here, but uh, I want to mention game pass for December. Let's just run through that. Everything that's coming to game pass. Obviously we've been talking about game Pass's biggest release for over an hour. <laughs> it's called halo infinite. You may have heard about it. But there is more coming to Game Pass in December, starting with a game preview version of a game called Anvil, uh, Archvale, which is already up. Final Fantasy XIII 2 is up already. So is Lawn Mowing Simulator, which is weirdly popular. And I don't mean weirdly in a bad way, just it's popular. You would th- It's a total like zen out. You just get on your virtual lawnmower and you just relax and you tune out the world and it can be great uh rubber bandits uh also out already as is stardew valley is on game pass miranda oh yay Yay. uh we never by the way mentioned what what's the name uh eric baroni he announced his new game what's it called again something chocolatier yeah haunted haunted chocolatier I don't that remember. sounds right. We never it's got something like that. Yeah, <laughs> I know. We we had it on our list and never got there. But uh, yeah, he's uh, the the one man development crew of Stardew so Valley is working on a new game. And then we have Townscaper is already up, as is Warhammer Forty Thousand Battle Sector, uh, Space Warlord Organ Trading Simulator, which I had never actually <laughs> read until just there. I copied and pasted the whole list. That is in contention for video game title, just name of the year. That's, uh, oh. that, that definitely carries an image with it, doesn't it? Uh, yes. Halo Infinite, of course, and then One Piece Warriors 4. Aliens Fireteam Elite, with its new season, is going into Game Pass, which is awesome. Uh, that's happening on December 14th on both the console and the PC. And then Among Us on December 14th, and uh, uh, the, I guess the last Xbox exclusive of this year, and there have been many, uh, we've, been, we've been waiting for a year like this for so long, the gunk will put the other bookend on the Xbox's year of exclusive games. That's coming everywhere. Console, PC, cloud, December 16th. Destin, I know you had your eye on the, on the gunk for a while. <laughs> yeah, it looks really interesting. And I'm happy that it's still coming to Game Pass in 2021. It's been one of those titles that I've been sort of interested in. And uh, I can't wait to play it on the 16th. Excellent. All right. Well, uh, we've got time, not for the loot box, sadly, but we do have time for trivia. And it's crucial. Let me again uh, look up the scoreboard here. We have. Now, Miranda, Destin got a point last week. No! Yeah. No, that's not fair! <laughs> I was working. <laughs> it's, you know, it's how it goes. Sometimes you're here, sometimes he's here. We have Miranda still in the lead, 11 points. We have Destin at 10 points. Now, I believe Miranda, I mean, we are doing... You can secure no worse... Actually... Well, we'll talk more about, there is going to be a show the week of the 20th, but for reasons I'll explain later, there won't be a trivia question. So, uh, uh, Miranda, you can can lock it up right now. You can lock up the trophy 
we can we can award this thing right now depending all all you need you don't even need to get it right destin just needs to get it wrong if get it wrong, it's either a, 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 no miranda, a miranda correct answer and or a destined incorrect answer will do it here let stella go first because she has to go in literally two minutes okay yeah. <laughs> uh marco thank you to marco for sending in this question he asks marcus phoenix was oh this favors Miranda already was recently added as a Fortnite skin. Which other game outside of the Gears of War franchise has Marcus Phoenix appeared in? Stella was it Lost Planet Two, Killer Instinct, Unreal Tournament Three, or Dance Central Two? Imagine the last one. Um, what was the first one again? Lost Planet, Lost Planet? Two. Going I think way that back. sounds familiar. That sounds familiar. I think it's. Is it that one? It sounds you so familiar. I don't. Please tell me it's not Dan Central. <laughs> um, I'm gonna go with the first one. Okay, Lost Planet Two for you. Uh, let's go. Let's go Destin's way now. All right. It's obviously Dan Central Two. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm gonna say B, Killer Instinct. Okay. I love Killer Instinct. Miranda, do you know this? I don't actually, which sucks. Is I remember a lot of these happened while I was in college. And wasn't paying as much attention to game <laughs> stuff because I was in college. Um, gosh darn it, because I was also going to guess Killer Instinct, but I kind of was like, oh, I don't know. Should I, I'll do a different one just because, just to keep it <laughs> spicy. I don't, as funny as it would be, I don't think it's Dance Central 2. If it is, I'm going <laughs> to That would be I'm so great. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going to go see Unreal Tournament 3. Okay. Keeping it kind of oh. in the epic family. Well, you got to go anyway, Stella. Stella's got to go. Thank you, Stella. Her camera died. <laughs> She's out. Uh, that's okay. We've reached just about the end of the show. Go to the three up. <laughs> look at that. We have a little, little uh, fourth wall breaking there. Oh, wait. She's back. <laughs> She's back. She's back. All right. But in the meantime, so Miranda, you were going with Unreal Tournament 3, you said? Yes. All right. Yes. Which again, yeah, that's ep another epic game. You know, it's a, it's a sound strategy. Now, I wish the answer was Dance Central 2 because I would <laughs> love too. to have seen that. That'd be great. You know, harmonics would have been down to, to do <laughs> yeah. that. And John DiMaggio probably would have been down to voice that too. That, that would have been really fun. But sadly, that is not the correct answer. It is also uh, not Killer Instinct, not, nor is it Unreal that. Tournament 3. It is, in fact, really? Lost Planet 2. Lost Planet 2 is the correct answer. So Stella with the correct point. However, Destin getting the... it wrong means Miranda has... Uh, has Wait a minute. I unplugged my head. If we, if we no were going to do trivia next week, I could tie yeah. it still. Right. No, worse, a... no worse than it's I'm saying. Yeah. We might have to okay, have okay, a runoff. Okay, yeah. Yeah. We might have to have a runoff. So Who was the Gears? There was a Gears character in Killer Instinct, though. Who was it? Mm. I don't remember, but it wasn't him. Because oh. like they didn't put Chief and they put in... Um... Arbiter. Yeah, Arbiter. So they, they didn't, because it's a fighting game, they didn't use guns. So. I mean, right. Anyway. What was it? Ke Kelly was in Dead or Alive 4? Spartan Kelly? General Ram. It was yeah. General yes. Ram. Yeah. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. That makes sense. I was like, I think it was one of those. That, that was a good <laughs> trick. Uh, Marco, great question there. That was a fun one. So, again... Send in your question. Unlocked at IGN.com is the email address to send it to. Include your name, the question, four multiple choice answers, and note the correct one. And maybe your question will be the deciding question for the trophy if I choose it 
for next week. So uh, it comes down to the wire, which is always fun. That'll wrap it up for Unlocked 523 Halo-tastic edition once again. Next week will be more of that, FYI, as already already teased. Is Stella still here to plug herself, or is she gone gone? She she had to go anyway. Gone gone, okay. Thing. Yeah. Well, uh, I know she would want you to read and watch her Halo Infinite multiplayer review <laughs> uh, if you have not done so already. And Destin, I'll throw your way first, because then I'll give Miranda some time for that uh, that big... Halo Infinite guides plug. So, Destiny. well, actually, actually, I'm going to promo the Halo Infinite review, which I ended up cutting. I'm very proud of that edit, and I think it turned out great. Lots of lots of positive responses. Um, yeah, and just check out the guide because you know I, I helped a little bit with that, but Miranda's put in a ton of work there, and it's it's going to be probably one of the best Halo Infinite guides online. Not probably. Will be just drop the yeah. qualifier. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Miranda. Um, yes, of course, you can find me at Havoc Rose and that's Havoc with a K pretty much everywhere. Um, as everyone has said, and I've mentioned several times, the Halo Infinite Guide I'll say it one more time. Uh, we have really worked hard to make sure that things are not spoilery, even though we do have long lists of things to find. We are going to have a lot of padding so that way you can't just accidentally skip to something or just won't scroll past them, it would be like, there's a big spoiler warning here. Um, we have all schools for launch. We have just kind of everything ready to go. So I really, really hope you guys use our guides. I, again, it's been a huge labor of love. I am so grateful to everyone who's helped out in making this guide a possibility. Um, I wrote up all the legendary tips. So if there's anything weird, just let me know. Um, I also wrote up all of our boss guides as well, as well, in addition to a bunch of other feature pages and other things. So if you need help, we're here for you. Uh, Go get those Spartan cores. Go get those unlocks. And uh, if you need a little help keeping track of what you got, like I said, we got checklists and we'll have checklists on our interactive map as well. So, and thank you and guys. Miranda, do we have like a nice easy URL for it or is it easier just to Google? Is it, is it IGN.com slash wikis slash halo dash infinite or? Yeah, exactly that. Perfect. Um, yeah, you can easy. also just Google it. Love it. Uh, and as for me, again, I would uh, I would be humbled and grateful if you would read and or watch my Halo Infinite campaign review, which Destin really did a phenomenal job editing. Uh, it was, it's always like the fact that we had both finished the game and knew it inside and out. It just makes for a better, a better product in the end. It's uh, you did a killer job, my friend, and I am grateful to you for it. Very proud of it. 12 minutes. It's might be the longest review I've ever and longest video review I've ever written for IGN. Uh, but it's also, by the way, there are no spoilers in the video in in either the written or the video review too. So if you want to kind of talk, you know, hear more details about what I thought of the game, you can safely read or watch that without having any any story bits spoiled for you. So check that out on ign.com or youtube.com/ign. The grunt had it coming. Hmm? The grunt had it coming. Yeah. Exactly. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, you can find me on Twitter, by the way, at DMC underscore Ryan. I want to thank Tayo, our producer this week, along with uh, Stella, who has already headed off to her next thing, along with Miranda and Destin. That'll do it for us. We'll see you for the spoiler cast, Halo Infinite spoiler cast coming next week. We'll see you then.
Hey, I'm Jillian Clare, the host of the podcast, Thanks for Coming In. I've accumulated some pretty crazy audition stories over the past 20 years, and so have my friends. And I was like, you know what? No, I'm not going to do this. And then Disney calls and is like, we need you to come test for the anime movies. I didn't know if my scene was going to get cut or not. Ooh, I could play that. Tune in every Thursday to hear your favorite actors tell the funniest, saddest, and most cringeworthy audition stories. Sometimes even the one that got away. Thanks for Coming In is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts.